and welcome back to the Entry Level Podcast. I'm Sarah Dudley, and I'm here with my co-host, Lindsay Bernard. On this podcast, we talk all things entry level, whether it's navigating the first 10 years of your career or simply being entry level at life experiences, because we believe if people are really learning and growing, they're always entry level at something. On today's episode, we're excited to have Melissa Clark join us. Melissa is founder of The She Shift, where she offers products and services to promote and empower women and businesswomen. These services include PR, business consulting, speaking opportunities, books, and apparel. In addition to The She Shift, she's also a certified Reiki Level 1 and 2 practitioner. Reiki is a Japanese healing art focusing on balancing energy. Melissa is also an author. She released her first children's book in 2015, and she now offers books for women in business. Melissa has also received multiple awards and has been named a Woman of Distinction by Women of Distinction magazine and Miss New York Woman of Achievement in 2016 by the Women of Achievement organization. Melissa's passion and mission with the She Shift is to inspire and empower other women and assist them in building their authentic self and business. So thank you, Melissa, for being on the show today. We're really excited to have you. you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be a part of this. Great, great. So to start us off, could you just tell us a little bit about your journey to starting the She Shift? I know we all have kind of a unique story that drives us in our pursuit. So we're curious to hear a little bit more about what brought you to this place. Definitely. So my background is actually in communications and marketing. And I've worked in in marketing in the different industries. And I started off in my own business a few years ago, and I actually started in the wellness industry. So you mentioned I'm a Reiki practitioner. I would like to say I do work full-time in addition to having my business. So I think that there's a lot of, it's been an interesting path doing both. And again, being that I've actually always worked in male-dominated industries, which is pretty pretty fascinating because what I'm doing now with the She Shift is focused on women. Yeah. So when I decided to start my own business, it was actually at a time when I was working two jobs. I was going through some personal things in life that were negative, And I was experiencing a lot of stress as a professional woman, as a woman trying to balance everything. So that's how I found Reiki. And it's something that it's a Japanese healing art. And it helped me to reduce anxiety and stress and it promotes healing and it has a multitude of benefits. And it's something that I said, well, this is something that really helped me. So I wanted to offer it to other people. So I started doing that on the side. And in the meantime, I was, um, I've always been a writer. So I wrote the children's book, published that in 2015. And I also had a line of inspirational apparel. So I was doing all of these different things. And at that time, and it was about 2016, where I contributed to a compilation book called Unforgettable Faces and Stories. And it was a compilation book of all different people's journeys, life journeys. And so I thought, what a great idea it would be to do a compilation book with businesswomen. So in that time frame, it was like the end of 2016. I had started, in addition to all of these other things, 
I was doing a local television show in my town and it was called Empowering Entrepreneurs. And it was basically interviewing women in my local community who have started businesses or organizations. And it really inspired me to start the podcast based around that. And then again, going back, just this book idea came about. So I was thinking this is a time when I felt organically being shifted and pulled towards women. And I was noticing that a lot of women in my community were starting female-based organizations or groups. I started attending a lot of conferences that were female-focused, leadership conferences and all of these things. So I'm thinking, oh, there's something happening here. This was kind of before the Me Too, all of these things. And I said to myself, you know, there's some kind of shift taking place. I can, I'm kind of a part of this, but I feel like I'm also, you know, on the outside looking in. And so I just felt like I was being pulled in that direction. So I decided that I was going to not only work on the book and ultimately having a 25 amazing women as a part of the book, but I was also going to create a business around the she shift and basically have that as the umbrella and all of these different pieces under that. So there's, there's several pieces that include marketing and PR as that's my background, wellness and women's leadership, the podcast, empowering books, the inspirational apparel. And then I do have a piece for young girls as well to inspire and build the confidence of of younger girls. So that's really kind of how the She Shift started. And that was, again, the actual business I launched in June of this year, but I spent a lot of time working on content and working on the book and all of that. Okay. I have so many thoughts and comments from what you just said, (laughs) like incessantly writing things down. But I just, first, I just have to say that's absolutely incredible because just speaking for myself and Sarah, I'm sure I can kind of speak for you. I think like some of the things you just hit on, I feel like what you went through or kind of what I'm going through right now, just kind of figuring out you're in a male dominated industry. You've, you were successful. You're branching out. You're figuring out what's going on. And and Sarah can kind of jump in here, but I, I feel like I'm similarly going through that, trying to figure out there's so much going on and so much in, in different industries and where to find your place and how to expand. So I'm really, I'm really intrigued by that piece of what you said of how you had this career and now how you're expanding it. So I definitely want to ask you a little bit about that. But one of the first things that I actually did write down was how many years into the career were you and kind of where were like mentally kind of what made you really, I kind of want to dive into what made you expand and kind of what triggered that. Like I mentioned, because I think that a lot of people go through that and going through a career opens up your eyes to a lot of different things. And I know I'm going through that right now. And Sarah, I know you're, you've already started that yeah. and everything she was, everything Melissa, you were saying, I was thinking about you, Sarah, as you were talking, I was thinking yeah. about Sarah being, wow, this, I feel like this is a tra- trajectory. So if, if you can kind of talk about that a little bit, just what sure. really that, what triggered you to make that shift and in, in a little bit about that. Okay. So, um, and just to back up a little bit, you know, working full time and, having a career. And I think I spent a lot of my twenties in my 37, I have no problem saying my age, you know, I spent a lot of my twenties working and I think really trying to find myself. And in that time, I've always been passionate about writing. I've always had passions. I've always had a passion for helping other people. So I was a part of a lot of different organizations and fundraisers and all of these things. So I knew ultimately whatever I did, I wanted to be able to help people. And it was in 2014 
that I started as the Reiki practitioner. And again, it was it was that own experience in my life, the challenge in my own life that and really where I had to shed so many things and leave a lot of things behind in my own life and essentially start over in a way and said that I'm going to create a business around this. But the interesting part, and I've talked to other people about this, is I started off as a Reiki practitioner, but now fast forward, and now I'm doing something totally different. And people have said to me, well, how was that? You had to, you started something and then essentially you had to leave it behind. And that's actually something that I decided yeah. to do. I couldn't do everything. I working full time and starting having several pieces and working on a book and all of these different pieces. I had to actually decide at one point. But the part of that is I really felt like I was being organically pushed or pulled into this direction. So it wasn't as hard for me as you might think it would be. I still incorporate the wellness and women's leadership, and that's how I kind of incorporate the wellness side of it. So I think that I had to make that decision and and I just knew like that I was this was my purpose and doing yeah. this and what I'm doing now is what I should be doing. But it's that journey of working and then starting a side business essentially when I was about 33 or so. And and again, I was starting out where I had no idea. I mean, literally no idea the first steps to take to start a business. So yeah. some of it was meeting with people, people and mentors. Some of it, a lot of it was research. A lot of it was trial and error. When you're the person that has to make all the decisions and sometimes at the time you don't know what's right, you don't know what's wrong. Sometimes down the line, you look back and say, well, maybe I should have you know, done something differently, but I always feel like we have a path anyway. Yeah. So, you know, but it's a really interesting journey. And I have to say in four years, I have learned a tremendous amount. And I think a lot of that too is because I do so many different things and I've just learned a lot on my own, but I've learned a lot from other people and I definitely have mentors. And I also believe in passing that down to the next generation. Yes, that's well. good. I yeah, agree I think with this- that. Yeah. And I think the idea of, of this really, some of what you're saying really resonates with me because I feel like when you're starting any kind of new endeavor, whether it's a side hustle or something that you plan to shift into full time, you're in this constant state of learning. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just intense learning too. You're, if Whether you're building a website or you're starting new on social media or you have to figure out how to do paid ads or yeah. <laughs> or you're writing a book sure. or what, you know, whatever starting it is. Starting a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every, every day. Every <laughs> Every day is new. I remember like trying to figure out how to set up like an e-commerce or like yeah. a account. Yeah. Like how people can yeah. book like appointments on a website. Every every day is like a new challenge. And when you're doing it all yourself, it's it's often overwhelming. But then you're like, wow, I'm learning so much about these different things. I, I'm curious if there's been, does that get easier over time? You've been doing it for, you said, I think four years. Does that ever, sure. does that ever does that curve ever kind of fall off or is it constantly, you feel like you're constant, constant learning? Well, I think that over time now, if I look at what I know now, as opposed to what I knew four years ago, I think I've gained so much knowledge and, but I do think it's a learning process every day because things are always changing. And that's a big lesson that I have for people too, is to always make sure you're adaptable in your business because things, the world's changing and things are changing. And what you may want for your business may not necessarily be what the 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 marketplace wants. So 
know, it's really, really important to look at that. And I'll be honest, I mean, Reiki was not a mainstream practice. So in my head, when I started it and thought, oh, yeah, everybody's going to jump on board with this and want to do this and want to schedule sessions. I found that I was going to a lot of seminars and events where I had to educate people on what it is and what it does and what the benefits are, because it's just not a mainstream practice in the Western world. So it's very interesting as to what you think it's going to be like and what it's actually like. And I think learning is an amazing thing. So I think the fact that we can learn something every day and then apply it to our business, you know, our life in general, that it's a great thing. So I think to stay stagnant in anything and not be open-minded is not necessarily a great thing for your business. You know, you want your business to grow. And so you really do. I think you have to really kind of keep a, an open mind when it comes to everything that you're doing and every step that you're taking. But yes, when you're learning and you're initially in this learning process of, so for example, when I self-published the book, well, the first book, the children's book, I didn't really know what steps to take. I did a lot of research. Then I kind of outlined a lot of things. I tend to do that a lot. So outlining things to help me kind of navigate the way and the path. But it was a lot of research. It's always a lot of research. I mean, as you said, Sarah, setting up everything. When you think of a business, I think of everything from your website, your content, your your marketing. Now we have social media, which is a whole other. It's a whole job. Yeah, it's a whole job. Yes. (laughs) creating content, the administrative side, your financials, your contact lists, your email lists, your just anything. Like if you have a blog, creating content. I basically spent eight straight months creating content, which included working on the book. I worked on, I have three audio guides. So I basically wrote those and recorded those in the recording studio. And I worked on presentations. So I did the PowerPoints and, and I have to say there were points when I've worked with freelancers, I haven't done every single piece on my own, but I have to say that I have reached out and worked with some people, which has been incredible. Um, and definitely has saved some time as well. But the majority I've done when it comes to my content and writing, I'm really my, Mm -hmm. my vision. So I tend to want to work on that myself, but I had somebody help me with my website. That's not my strength. So I really focus on what's my strength and where am I? I'm one person. I work a full-time job and I'm doing my growing my business and where do I focus my own strengths? And then, and this has been advice from other successful people that I know when they didn't know how to do something, they hired people who did. And when you're starting out, it's not as easy to say, oh yeah, just go out yeah. and hire somebody. But also you have to sometimes decide where you're focusing your attention or how many things are you focused on. So with the She Shift, I have a lot underneath it, but it has the same mission and the same message. And that's what I struggled a little bit when I had the other business. I was doing Reiki and I had the children's book. And I'm like, how do I tie all these things together? And people were saying to me, some of even just friends saying, I know you do all these things, but uh, they were a little confused. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and I think that's important. It's always important to have your audience know what your mission and your message is. What three words would they use to describe your business? And it really should coincide with 
how you just I, I really agree with that. And it's funny that you're talking about this because I've been actually talking to a couple of my friends who listen to our podcast and just they're looking for kind of exactly what you're talking about and about their 30 and they're thinking of expanding. And I just feel people, Sarah, and like our friends and just people our age are really going through that. Like exactly what you said, your 20s, you they were focused on one thing, figuring out their career, their family, whatever they wanted to do. And now people are seeing different interests and different opportunities as you called it, shifts, like shifts in a lot of the the markets, a lot of the industries, a lot in the world. And I just think that's so interesting that you bring those up, the messaging aspect up, because some of my friends have reached out to me or, you know, we've been chatting about maybe they want to start a blog or maybe they're thinking about starting their own podcast or things like that. And and the number one thing that everyone, including Sarah and myself, when we started was that messaging aspect. And it's like, how do you bubble things up to make it so it sticks, make it so it's clear? And the advice that I gave, and I feel like I should almost take my own advice as I'm listening to you, thinking about what else I'd want to do or thinking about even how do we expand what Sarah and I are doing? And I keep telling the advice of you just almost have to start writing. You almost have to start saying things. You have to talk it through and seeing what's resonating. Cause I know that worked for Sarah and I, when we were kind of brainstorming for this, but I just, I keep going back to what you mentioned about you wanted to expand and you saw that fundamental shift with what before the Me Too movement of just how women in the workplace were starting to get empowered in writing more and speaking up. And I just think that's so clever. I think that's what makes leaders stand out is because you see those shifts. And so I'm curious, like what kind of, was it just that you started going to events because of the Reiki or did you just kind of see it going on? Like what kind of made you jump into that particular shift? Sure. So, um, yeah, I think it's, I just really became, I like the word enlightened because it's like, I think when you are enlightened, it's like, it's like a light bulb goes off and you're like, wow, something. Yeah. I was just, I mean, attending, various events, seeing, again, these smaller groups of women, women women-focused organizations and groups starting in my own community. And then I started seeing virtually, I'm like, okay, so there's all of these different female organizations. And then some of the women in my book focus on that. And I'm like, okay, there's something definitely happening here where women are jumping on board and women are empowering other women. They're not competing with each other as much. I feel like, I feel like it's now we're, we're seeing each other. And I always say we're like side by side. So I think I just kind of was enlightened at at a certain period and just noticed, really noticed. And my eyes were open to it and really saw this happening. And it started, you know, again, in my own community, online, virtually, and and, you know, and then the following, you know, after that, and then, then you started seeing all of these things also happen in, in the news and everything. But, but on my side, you know, I really focus on, of course, women, empowering women in business and, and empowering women in life. And then also I'm really, really focused on empowering the next generation of female leaders, I always say. And, um, and just to go back a minute about the business and a lot of times, and I'm one of these people, I have a, a million ideas. And I'm really passionate about so many things. And, you know, I feel like I've accomplished a lot. I've produced a lot. But I think at some point you definitely, you definitely need to have Mm -hmm. a focus. One time somebody said to me years ago, she's like, you don't have a lack of focus. You have lots to (laughs) offer. But I I could feel myself going all over the place. And, And I think at one point when I created the she shift and had more of a focus is I just started seeing a little bit of a different, 
like something taking place within my own business and people being really receptive to what I'm doing. And it's because I think part of it is because they understand what I'm doing and my messaging and, and all of that. And, you know, leaving my other business behind, I also want to say to people that that's okay. You know, it's okay in life if you have to leave things behind. There's a, a saying that I use all the time. It's everything comes in stages. And then also uh, we can have it all. We just can't have it all at once. Yeah. I believe Oprah said that. But, <laughs> so it's true though, because it's okay. If I feel like if you've accomplished something in a certain period of time and you have that, you'll always have that. And it's not a failure. It's you move on to the next thing in life. And there's, you know, there's so many things you could accomplish in life and so many things you could do. So if you do have to leave something behind and just let it go, be okay with that. And I'm really okay with leaving what I had behind and where yeah, I am. Yeah, and, I and it's scary. Sometimes it's like, you know, should I, should I do this? But I did, I felt like organically pulled into this direction. So that's what made me have that inner peace. Um, I was going to say, I feel like you come to a point where that driving force is almost stronger than whatever's keeping you there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yes. I think that's, I've heard that a few different times, I think, through talking to different people. It's almost like, you know, sometimes you hear, oh, just do it. Just, Just take the leap. Do it now. Don't worry about anything. There's also that time where you just know and you don't it doesn't feel forced and you kind of you know when it's time sure. to to make that shift so it's I like how you talked about how you had been had been doing things for a while before you really took that full leap because I think so often we get mixed messages about that and I like to hear you give the more realistic yeah. approach I think that most people can really relate to sure. and the realistic approach to business is that it's it's a grind and it's hard work and it's consistent mm-hmm. and it's every day. I've spent so many hours um, and time in between my full-time job and my life. And it's been a sacrifice. I've had to sacrifice and say, you know, I really want to accomplish this, but I have to, you know, maybe there's a, on a weekend, I can't go do something because I have to sit here and I have to write or, and I don't have to, I choose mm-hmm. to, of course, but when you have a business, I like to make sure entrepreneurs know that this is a consistent daily process and I feel like it's easy to, for people to just say, I can't do this anymore. Like it's, I'm not seeing any results. I mean, this happens. I see, you know, I see and hear it all the time. And I felt this way a lot of times, you know, saying, do I still want to do this? It took a really long time for things to pick up for me. And and that's just the reality of it. It does not happen overnight. Every day I'm I have to do continue to do the process of marketing and getting myself out there and connecting with people. I mean, that's just the reality of what it of what it is. And um it definitely, you know, that's an important lesson I love to tell entrepreneurs and people because it's just not something that happens overnight. And that's why I always ask people what their journeys are and share my own journey because a lot of times people see people's other people's success stories, but they don't see a lot of times, I guess I could say you see the tip of the iceberg, but you don't see what's yeah. under, you know, underneath. You don't that, see that. You don't water. see like the, the so late nights. The I mean, like Sarah and I, it's so funny. Sarah and I talk about this all the time with, even with our jobs, they're like, Oh, Lindsay, you can like work from home and be done at four on a Friday. I'm like, yeah, because I was up all night for four days. You know what I mean? Like there, but it's true. You just, you don't see like, no one sees like that, the, the grind, you know, like, especially unless you're working with a bunch of people in a conference room, but no one really sees that personal yeah. grind out a lot of the time. Sure. And, and I, you know, I've talked to 
as many successful people as well, other people. And I know that, you know, the amount of work that they've put in over years. I mean, it's not, it's if they're at this point, they may be very successful, but it's taken years and years to get to that point. And I think that that's just a really important lesson that, and for me, it's always been about, as Sarah said, the drive, that driving force, that passion. And I just have, I've always had this large, this vision of what I see it as. But although I have that large vision, I'm, I'm a dreamer and I've always see that bigger picture. It's important to focus on a daily basis and also appreciate what you have. And sometimes I have to say, this is another really good lesson and not even just lesson, but just a thought for people that sometimes we're so caught up in trying to, things aren't working out and we kind of get so caught up in like, why isn't working out? What can I do? And instead of sitting back and taking in what we do have and, you know, having that gratitude for what we do have. And I found that actually when I changed and shifted my own mindset, that really a lot of a lot more opportunities started coming to me. And it's like I aligned with the universe or something happened. And something happened when I stopped. I always say it's like I was manifesting ah. nothing, basically. Yeah. By worrying so much and stressing and saying, how do I get a new client? Or how do how, like, what am I not doing right? Or things like that. And that's why I said it's a time, it's a process, it's it takes time. But also sometimes you just have to say, what did I accomplish? I have a new website. If you're, I'm just saying, using these as, as an example, but if you're saying, well, you know, I just created great social media content and got so many likes and shares this week. Like small you know, wins. You, you have, have to appreciate the and, small wins. Yeah, and exactly. you're, you're hitting so many and things. I like I, like really you're hitting good. so many good <laughs> points that it's, I just agree with every, I just really agree with everything you're saying about that, about all of this. It's just, I think that I also have a question for you. I, w- I wrote this down to ask you and because have you, when you started out and you, you got enlightened and you started doing this, this stuff, did anything ever frustrate you or bring you down to the point where you wanted to quit? <laughs> I have to laugh because yes, definitely. I mean, there's been some of the projects that I've worked on did not go as expected or really were very stressful. And, you know, you get to the point where, again, you start to question, because the thing is that when you're a solopreneur or entrepreneur, whatever you want to call it, you're kind of your cheerleader. And also you're the person who provides self-doubt as well. So it's a balance. Like sometimes you're really gung-ho about things. And then sometimes you're like, I don't know if this is going to work. Or I think so many people do that. And yeah, I mean, there were a lot of times when I was at the point where I'm like, I just don't know if I want to pursue this, if I have, if I want to invest the time, I've self-funded everything. There's been a lot of pieces to it. And it's like, and and now I'm at the point where I've started to see the Mm -hmm. light at the end of the tunnel. And and that's where I have also started appreciating what I have currently on the daily basis and focusing on that and not focusing on what I'm going to have or where I'm going to be two years from now. Or five yeah. years from now. So, I just focus in on like what I am doing right I, at the Sarah, moment. I feel bad. I have I have one more question. I know you probably do too, but I just I've had, I've been writing like crazy. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I feel like <laughs> Melissa, like we could talk to you for I hours. Know. You know? We'll have to we'll definitely have to have you back on with a panel because I feel like a lot of people sure. will relate to this. But you know, you I, I loved what you just said about you were manifesting nothing. And, and I, one of my favorite, and I actually talked about this on an earlier episode, but one of these quotes that I, or one of these like theories of 
don't be a dreamer, be a doer. Like everyone can be a dreamer, but you need to be a doer. And I always think about that. And just a one of the a book I just reread that I've I've read before, but Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I'm not sure if you've ever read that, but one of the things yeah. that they talk about is you know he interviews kind of similar to your book. He interviews a lot of people about how they became successful and kind of puts trends together. And so every the readers can take away what they want. But one of the things that he says is, you know, one of the things that Andrew Carnegie actually says was, I always had a plan, but I was smart enough to know the plan would never happen how I wanted. Isn't that so true? true? And it's I really so think true. about that quote all the time. Yes, I always reach the goals I have, but it's never how in the exact goal that I thought. It's it's always a little different. And I just think you hit it on the head when you said the manifesting nothing. You almost have to stop thinking like that and just go with it. No, I thought that was great. Yeah. Great point. Exactly. Yeah. I think in in the nature of people who inspire us or inspire us, we should, uh, you know, we're going to kick off our (laughs) ending segment here. Yeah. Maybe we'll just talk about you. (laughs) We don't have to say anything. I'm like, I have. we're definitely going to have to bring you back on because I know there's a lot of other things we can talk to you about. So I appreciate it, but. Yeah, this has been an awesome, awesome interview. Definitely one that I think we can no, we can I really relate to and, and be inspired by as people who are probably yeah. looking at things similarly to you seven years ago or so. Yeah, I'm curious, <laughs> but, uh, what's, what's someone that inspires you? What's someone that kind of you, you look at or anything you read or any that's made you kind of or helped you form some of the stuff that you've been doing? There's several people that are well known that are inspiring to me, but I really do always talk about my own personal life and actually my mom. My mom has always really inspired. She's always been a dreamer herself. She's a musician and she always encouraged and inspired me to take the next step in my own life. And she's been the strongest woman. She's a breast cancer survivor. And it's really, she's just guided me along the way. And she's like my biggest cheerleader. So, you know, having such a supportive family has been an amazing, just amazing for me. So my number one superhero <laughs> is my mom. And then going from there, I really, I love Maya Angelou and her uh, poems. She's amazing. I started off writing poetry throughout my life. So she's been a big inspiration. And one of her quotes is in my book. And that's, I am a phenomenal woman. Phenomenal oh, woman, that's me. So I'm woman phenomenally, phenomenal woman. That's me. So she's just amazing. And I absolutely love Oprah. Well, we can disagree. We can agree to disagree on that one. But go ahead. <laughs> I just, I like, I like that she shares just hearing people's yeah. stories. And when I watch um, any of the shows with people sharing like their spiritual journeys, I find that fascinating because as a Reiki practitioner, I just, I, you know, I appreciate that. It's very insightful to me just hearing people's stories and journeys. So just that she has that platform that, that provides that. And that's what really I'm trying to do in, as the she shift, the she shift is really not about me. It's about providing resources and being a platform to promote and empower other women and what they're doing. So that's really what it's all about for me. And then another great woman, too, is um, one of the women in my book is Simonetta Lean, and she's a social media influencer, but she's done so many amazing things, and she posts a lot of great things. Um, she has an organization called the Wishwall Foundation. It's an amazing organization that helps people in, in different cities. She's also wow, a big great. inspiration as well. No, that's <laughs> great. Sarah, what about you? 
My inspiration, I would say lately I've had a couple that I've been really kind of glued to. I don't, I feel like I've probably talked about him a few times before, but Lewis Howes, Mm -hmm. I I like wake up and listen to his podcast every morning when I actually manage to wake up early, which I'm trying to get better at. (laughs) (laughs) And then also Amanda Bucci, I've been really following her closely lately. She is only like 23 years old and she's just doing really cool things right now, I think for people to kind of pay attention to in our generation and generations after us. I think she took this idea of being a social media influencer and the idea that you need like a college degree to be successful in life and it's kind of spinning it on its head and I think it's an interesting she's had an interesting journey that I've been following and so I think those two people right now I would say are are two people that I that I follow pretty closely at the moment yeah that's good I'm going to take a little bit different of approach a mix of you guys and usually I name drop kind of books and stuff on here but I'm actually going to talk about this executive at my old company. I used to work for EMC. And when I was an intern there, one of the women the women executives, her name is Linda Connolly. She came down and spoke to us my first day of my internship. They put you in with the new hires. And I remember when she spoke, I was a nervous wreck. And if you ask anyone, no, I would never, no one would have ever thought I would be going into sales. I was shy and just outrageously shy and awkward. But I remember she spoke to us that first day and she said she played basketball in college and she, you know, from St. Anselm, my, and I went to St. Michael's, but my basketball coach in high school played at St. Anselm. So I was kind of like, oh, cool. She's like, and I really respected my basketball coach. And as she started talking, she spoke to the whole class, which was, you know, a few girls, a, a mostly guys, but every single, she commanded the room of interns and new hires, 20 to 22 years old who have a lot of energy and just demand and commanded this the room with respect talking about how she went through her career and how she continued to coach and how even though she was a high powered executive like she still made time for her kids she talked about how she you know how she managed her calendar and i just remember so many things about that first day when i was i think i was 20 or 21 years old which is crazy because i don't remember things a lot of the trainings and things i sit through now and so I kind of started following her on LinkedIn and I w- everything she posted, I, I read and I kind of followed her as I went through my career just because now she's actually running uh, her own consulting company and she's teaching um, other organizations how to make an inside sales program, which is something that eventually I want to do. And she was so, I kind of made the connection. She may know my basketball coach. I found out that they did play the same year. And my boss at the time made me sit down with her. And I was so shy and so awkward. And she really was good to me, checked in with me. And so I just remember her. And I still read everything she does, even if she doesn't remember me. So I just had to give her a shout out because I I think I may reach out to her soon. But <laughs> but uh, she's been, right. she was really... Um, influential to me when I was brand new. So I just have to give her, give her the credit where it's due because it inspired me at young Bernie. (laughs) No, I think it's interesting that we all, I think inspiration can come from anywhere, whether it's your mom or people on Instagram or your coworker, you know, I love it. So this is, this has been great though, Melissa. Thank you so much for joining us today. I think we went longer than usual because you were so great. Will you please come back on? I would love to have you back on soon. This was great. I really, I really appreciate everything you said and respect everything you've done. I think it's just really, really great what you've done. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. And and where can people find you, Melissa, if they want to learn more? Sure. So you can find me on my website, theshishift.com. And I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under The She Shift. And you can get your book right on Amazon, on regular book sales regular book sites. Cool. 
Yes, that she good stuff. Is Highly recommended. Right? Thank you. Right. Me too, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. For those of you who don't know, Sarah's in her book, so definitely pick. Not do a little double promotion for both of them. But perfect. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Thank All right. You. Well, thanks everyone. Thanks for Thank joining. You. Thanks, guys. Bye.